You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Sons with you yet again, joined by my co-host, NFL Safety, J.J. Wilcox. J.J., we're already moving beyond the first month of the NFL season. Week 5 coming up on Thursday night. I mean, it's in a blink of an eye, man. We're already in Week 5. So before we get into today's content, J.J., how you doing? I'm doing good, Isaac, man. Uh, life is good, man. Had a good time to give me a little break, get away from football and do some different things this weekend. Enjoy the fam. Enjoy some good close family and friends. So I'm blessed on this Tuesday. How about you? Same here, man. Blessed Sunday. Went to church. All that good stuff. Um, the Cowboys won, you know, so that was extra special on Sunday, you know, making sure you get that W for Dallas. So I felt like I was in a good mood in the afternoon. There you go. Anyways, man. Excited to talk some more football here on the podcast, but for my listeners, as I do every single week, I've made it a point. I was not too good in week four with my predictions. I finished up at eight and eight, so mediocrity was my calling card, so I need to be better. I was 11 and five for that matter, week three, nine and seven in week two, five and 11 in week one, so it wasn't the worst, you know, but eight and eight is not what we're shooting for, JJ. You know, we always want to go big. 11, 12, 13 wins. So we'll see how things pan out this week as we get ready to roll on Thursday night. I want to do one thing too, man. I don't know if you heard the news about uh, Gavin Escobar. Uh, I want to send my deepest um, condolences out to his family. Uh, He was somebody that was drafting with me in Dallas. Uh, He passed away in a rock climbing incident over the weekend. And um, that was pretty emotional for me as well. So I do want to take my time and give my due respect to somebody that I came in with that was a great player and a great friend as well on and off the field uh, to Gavin Escobar. That was devastating news. I, I posted that up on my page. I think it was last Thursday night. That's when the news yeah. came out. And obviously know that he was a teammate of yours, right? So sending my thoughts over to you as you deal with the loss. But that is right, definitely right. a tragic loss. And sending prayers and thoughts to his family, man. And also there was a girl that was with him that also yeah. – passed away so just a very difficult circumstance for his family for sure yep 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 thank you man all right man so now let's get into our player of the week all right so week four 
you know that there was a lot of standouts jj i'm gonna go ahead and give you my pick first this is a quarterback that was working his way back from injury and he didn't look too good in the middle portions of the game and his fan base started freaking out again they played on the road on sunday i'm gonna give it to zach wilson jj wilson it was his season debut he had a historic touchdown catch they ran that philly special then he went into that two-quarter slump that nearly doomed the Jets yet again. They were playing the Steelers, but then he played at the highest level when it mattered the most, leading that fourth quarter comeback. The Jets at one point did lead by 10 points, but then Wilson was just methodical on those drives, 81 and 65-yard touchdown drives in the final two possessions to have a big win for Robert Sala and the Jets. Now they're 2-2. Two and two. Zach Wilson looked good. He was nearly flawless in the fourth, 10-12. 128 yards and a touchdown, including a five-yard slant to Corey Davis with 731 to go in quarter number four. You know, J.J., a lot has been said about Zach Wilson, whether he's the guy. He certainly rose to the occasion on Sunday. First game back after that knee injury he suffered in the preseason, I was really impressed by how he was able to keep that poise. Yeah, especially coming off of being off the injury and being out for the first, you know, uh, two or three weeks. Uh, Zach, well, he came in and played lights out, and to go into Pittsburgh is no easy, uh, no easy uh, task as well. Especially how we know how uh, Pittsburgh blitz and get, get after the quarterbacks, and to be a good young quarterback to go in there and do what he did after being out for weeks is is impressive. The hats off to him as well. I'm gonna go defense. I'm gonna show some love to my defense. If you've been keeping up with this team, we all know that they've always breathed on defense. And um, and this guy here, I want to say, is a young form of our Troy Polamalu. I'm going with T. Hufanga, uh, number 29, man, for the safety for the 49ers. If you've been paying attention to their defense, he's been a key factor. He played lights out last night. He had four tackles, three solos, one pass deflection, and a pick six. That was key into victory over uh, the Los Angeles Rams uh, last night. And this guy here, man, is just lighting up in his second year. Uh, instead of even watching him, he takes a lot after Troy Polamalu. He trained with Troy Polamalu in the offseason and watch film. And then um, it's showing, man, he's doing great things in DeMarco, that DeMarco Ryan's defense. And, man, he's just playing lights out. He's always around the ball. He's instinctive. He's fast. He's physical. And also, he's a great tackler. So my uh, team MVP for this week is T. Hufanga. Hufanga, man, that guy just pops off the screen. And I talked about... Hufanga with Emmanuel Mosley before the season and a guy that they're very excited about. He was a fifth round pick in 2021, but had that pick six on Stafford. JJ already through four weeks. He has two defensive touchdowns, two interceptions, 43 tackles. I mean, jumping off the screen, very impressed by the way he's been able to come in and just dominate out there, laying the wood, even in the preseason. Yes, certainly. An exciting player to watch. Hufanga is worthy of being a player of the week. So I like that pick a lot, JJ, outside the box. And a big reason as to why that Niners defense was so dominant last night. But now talking about teams. All right. I want to talk about who is the most impressive team of week number four. JJ, I'm going to go with the team that is right in your neck of the woods, the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, sir. Two and two. I've talked about Arthur Smith, how I'm a fan of him, the way he instills physicality. So I enjoy watching that Smash Mouth football, and that's exactly what they did on Sunday, JJ. 
Arthur Smith dials up 14 straight running plays, okay? And a guy that was like, <laughs> you know what? Mariota just threw another pick. We're going to run it down the Browns' throat. I talked about it last week. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt being that dominant force on the ground. Arthur Smith said, you know what? Even with Cordero Patterson banged up with that knee injury, we're still going to give you a taste of your own medicine. The rookie, right. Tyler Allegier, rookie fifth-round pick out of BYU. He stepped up. Caleb Huntley, who they brought up from the practice squad, also got in some touches as well. That was an impressive performance, even though they're at home. Playing against a tough Browns team, I mean, 2-2, two and two, J.J., and after yeah. four weeks, they are tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the division lead. Yeah, uh, they've been impressive over the last two weeks, man. They, I think they found their mojo, Arthur Smith. I think he heard the noise. I know we definitely heard it here being in the home team and being here in Atlanta as well. And um, my hat's off to DMPs, man. This guy uh, is doing a tremendous job with those young guys on the defensive side of the ball. If you know his pedigree, he's all about playing two high safeties and having two great safeties to kind of fill in. And those guys are doing a great job. D. Alford, my hat's off to him. He was a guy that was in the CFL over the last year or two, and he's stepping in and making a big role for himself at that nickelback position. Uh, Greater Jarek in the middle. He's doing what he's always been doing. He's playing glides out, uh, Pro Bowl type of player as well. And so um, I want to take my hats off to that defense as well as Arthur Smith. Um, I knew they had the odds against them. I think I had Cleveland as well to go in there and win against Atlanta. But to stop two prolific running backs and a good team that was coming off a great win, uh, my hats off to Atlanta Falcons and man, job well done as well. As much as I want to, I hate it, man. Uh, I'm gonna go. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> I hate it, man. They are four and zero, man. We all know how hard it is to win back to back to back in this league. But Philly's doing a great job, and um, I wouldn't necessarily point out Jalen Hurts, man. I was kind of disappointed in the year or two he had, but he's playing great ball. He's playing complimentary ball. He's doing what he has to do. He's dinking and dunking. He's finding his way. He's not turning the ball over. Miles Sanders are doing a great job of giving him. A good field rush for a career high, 134 yards with two touchdowns. Uh, linebacker Hanson Reddy recorded two sacks, two forced fumbles, and, and, and you know two recoveries. And the, and the comeback win over Jacksonville. We knew Jacksonville was a team that was coming. It's going to be a dark horse. There's no and they, There was no easy pushover. They was up a uh, majority of that game, and Philly came back and stuck it out. And I, I like what they're doing over there, man. They're doing a great job defensively. They're playing good sound ball. They're complimentary to Jalen Hurts and what he's doing. But my hat is mostly off to Jalen Hurts and how he's controlling this team and uh, putting the team in a great position to win great football games. Man, you know, I don't like that, bro. I don't like that eagle <laughs> talk, you know, but you know what? <laughs> I know it, man. <laughs> but you know what? You're not wrong, man. They've been really impressive. And here's what I need you to do, JJ. I need you to call up uh, Kime from Arizona. I need you to, to get signed by the Cardinals this week so you can pick off Jalen Hurts on Sunday and lead that Cardinals team to an upset victory. What do you say? Man, you know I would love nothing more to do that for you and to upset those Philadelphia Eagles as much as I hate them. So I would definitely make that call and tell my brother about who's out in Arizona as well to get me a poster and a sign and put it out in front of their uh, complex and tell them to sign me so I can pick the Philadelphia Eagles off as well. Hey, let's get that movement going, bro. We're on Tuesday. <laughs> we got plenty of time. I'll, I'll reach out to some people over there in Arizona I work with. We're going to make this happen, JJ. So Sunday comes. You're going to be a Cardinal. You're going to get that interception, pick six. You're going to knock off the Eagles, and then we'll be right back here on the podcast on uh, Tuesday to talk about it. 
I will absolutely, that will make my whole week and year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Hey, let's talk about some disappointing teams now, all right? You know, there's uh, quite a bit to choose from, honestly. There's yeah. been a lot of teams that have not lived up to expectations, that have taken things and taken us football fans by a little surprise as to how they're not functioning at a higher level. So, JJ, I will go first. And this is a team that I just can't quite understand. We'll see them on a short week. But the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with him right now. This was a team that I thought before the season was for sure going to be 11-12 win team. Matt Ryan, we both talked about the importance of having that veteran quarterback in the room now. Jonathan Taylor was just superb last season with the rushing title. He has been kind of non-existent. The defense hasn't lived up to expectations with Gus Bradley there. And so all of a sudden now... You have that big win over Kansas City, but then it's a huge letdown against Tennessee. Now, I did pick Tennessee to win on Sunday, and that was the case. Derrick Henry ran all over the Indianapolis Colts. But J.J., 1-2-1 after yeah. four weeks. Couldn't even beat the Texans in week one. They tied that game. Frank Reich is feeling some pressure now, and I just can't quite make out why they're not playing at a higher level. I mean, that's a, a team that you look at their personnel. Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Mo Ali Cox is starting to play a little bit better defensively. They picked up Stephon Gilmore. You have DeForest Buckner anchoring that D-line. Yeah. And they acquired Yannick Ngakwe, too, you know, to solidify that pass rush. Mm -hmm. So I just don't understand Indianapolis and how they've stumbled out of the gate. So for me... The Colts have been the most disappointing team, and especially in a game against a division rival. Yeah, um, I, I just I, I'm with you. I'm just a stun and and um, lost the words with Indianapolis Colts as of now. Um, I, like I said, still early, still a lot of good football left. I think the injury bug right now is hopping on them. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor's going to be down with the, with the ankle. Um, Shaq Leonard, he's he's been out with a concussion, so um, it's a lot of key players over there that's that's kind of banged up and biting the bullet. I think Matt Ryan, he's he's on, off, on, off. They already kind of behind the division a little bit, behind Tennessee, as well as losing to Jacksonville and then tying them with Texans. So um, I, I, it's a lot up in the air over there, Indy. I, I don't know if it's, you know, like I say, due to the injury bug or everybody's still getting a feel for it. This kind of makes me look like the flute win that they had over Kansas City was something that they kind of just – rolled up on it and played great solid ball. And um, I don't think Kansas City went in there and expected them to play as good as they did. So I'm kind of with you on that, boy. I think that was a team that I had a high expectations on with you as well, especially with Matt Ice coming in and playing great ball over the last few years he's had. And, and to have the core around him that he had, I don't think he has had this type of core offensive core around him since the 2016 year when he won MVP. So I'm right there with you on that one as well. We're going to see them on Thursday, which is a perfect segue, JJ, to go into our Week 5 game picks because the Indianapolis Colts, 1-2-1, are going to take on the Denver Broncos, 2-2, two two, who played a very tight game to the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Now, you and I both picked the Raiders to win. They got that first victory, but the Broncos... They got hit by the injury bug in a massive way, losing their starting yeah. running back, Javante Williams, torn ACL and MCL. Randy Gregory, we know the former Cowboy, he's got a meniscus injury. He's on IR, likely out four to six weeks. What they went ahead and did is they signed Latavius Murray from the Saints practice squad, who was actually on the active roster for the Saints in that London game and scored a touchdown. So they're going to hope Murray can join 
Melvin Gordon in the backfield and Mike Boone and try to replace Javante Williams the best way they possibly can. So, J.J., Colts, Broncos, Thursday night football, short week, both teams banged up. Who are you going to go with here? Um, that's a, that's a good one, man. It's kind of hard to go against. Let's ride with, uh, with, uh, Russell Wilson, man. But so uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Broncos. It's kind of hard to go against them. I think the Broncos figure it, figure it out. I think uh, with Jonathan Taylor being down for the backfield of Indy, uh, I think it's going to be hard. I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Naheem Hines, but he's a guy that can go in and make uh, home run hits. But I think it's time for Russell Wilson to get it picking up. I think they figured out against Indy's team that's kind of banged up and I'm um, trying to get back on the, the horse, the horses, I think Indy going to try to go in and push the envelope and do things they're not normally used to doing, especially with jumping the Taylor band down. And I think that's an advantage for Russ Wilson and that, and that defense with Patrick Sertan playing great lights out um, uh, corner out there, playing a great defensive ball as well. So I'm going to go with let's ride with the Denver Broncos. I'm right there with you. I'm going with the Denver Broncos 23-16, mainly because of that defense. Denver, I know they had some leakage on Sunday against the Raiders, especially on the ground. Jacobs went for over 150 yards, but they'll uh, short things up on defense. That secondary is a main reason. Pat Sertain, a big corner out there who's playing some good football. I know they're still without Justin Simmons, but they have Kareem Jackson back there. I expect that defense to get after Matt Ryan. I think Denver takes it on Thursday. Both teams, even though, are going to try to maneuver the best way they can without some key players. But I'll take Russell Wilson, who looked a little bit better on Sunday against the Raiders. He was Mm -hmm. able to connect on some of those down-the-field throws to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think he does enough. 23-16, Denver over Indianapolis to get Week 5 started now. The early game on Sunday, we have another game in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Giants 3-1, Packers 3-1. The Packers struggled a little bit on Sunday against the Patriots, a team that went in with Brian Hoyer. He got knocked down, and they went with the rookie quarterback, and so they went to overtime with Zappi taking them there. And so um, regardless of that, though, I'm still going to go with Green Bay here, 27-17 over the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is banged up with an ankle injury. Tyrod Taylor's in concussion protocol. They're working out quarterbacks as we speak. JJ, injuries for the Giants. They're mounting. It'll be too much to overcome a good Green Bay team, especially when Aaron Rodgers is on his game. So 27-17, I think Green Bay gets it done. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think you want to go into a week, especially playing a Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers banged up, not having all your key pieces as well as the quarterback position as well. If Tyrod, if Tyrod Taylor was playing, I liked the odds with them. Uh, Saquon is playing. If not, he's probably one of the best backs in the league right now. He's playing lights out football, running the ball, catching it out the backfield. The defense is doing a good job of ever hanging in there. Uh, disappointed me with the, uh, with the loss to Dallas. Hats off to Dallas. They're playing great ball as well. And um, like with Green Bay, I still think they're figuring it out, but with the 210, they got it running back with Aaron Rodgers underneath the center. I mean, anything is possible, and their defense is always solid from outside to end. I like what they're doing. I like Campbell in the middle as well. That's the two safe that they have in Amos as well as Savage and the cornerback out there, Jair Alexander, is playing lights out as well. So give me Green Bay as well. Yeah, we'll see what the status for Alexander is on Sunday. He's dealing with that groin injury. I think the Packers are optimistic he'll be ready to go, but Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the ground for sure. One-two punch may be too much for that Giants defense to overcome, especially without Leonard Williams, their star defense alignment. So we're both with the Green Bay Packers. Now the Steelers at the Bills. It was announced this morning officially by Mike Tomlin. Kenny Pickett 
is now the starter. We talked about it, JJ. We texted over it a little bit about Kenny Pickett taking over for Mitchell Trubisky on Sunday against the Jets. Pittsburgh, one and three, backs against the wall. Now you got to go play one of the best teams in the NFL who are coming off a big come-from-behind victory in Baltimore, three and one. We know Josh Allen. We all know the special talent he is. Even with Kenny Pickett, even with the new energy there in Pittsburgh, I just don't see the Steelers finding a way to get a victory in Buffalo with the way the Bills are playing, the depth they have on both sides of the ball. Devin Singletary starting to have some success on the ground. And then defensively, they're getting healthier. Dane Jackson was finally back. That pass rush of Von Miller and Greg Rousseau. You bet your bottom dollar, JJ, they're going to be licking mm-hmm. their chops, getting after the rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett, right. who, by the way, threw three interceptions on Sunday. And that's a Bills defense that likes to feast on turnovers, especially without Micah Hyde there. Jordan Poyer has stepped up in a big way, had a monster performance. So give me Buffalo in a lopsided affair here, 31-13. Yeah, Pittsburgh is one of my dark horse going into uh, the season. And if you look at the stats with uh, T.J. Watt being out, they are already seven without T.J. Watt. I think uh, he's a big key piece as well. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with Pittsburgh because they have a lot of veteran guys on their defensive side of the ball, even with the lack of production from the quarterback from Pittsburgh Steelers. I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers defense should be the core. I knew going into this type of season that the defense and the similarity that they had with, you know, with with uh, the safeties, the D linemen and all sorts and linebackers as well. Miles Jack, uh, Devin Bush, uh, Fitzpatrick as well as uh, Edmonds in the back end, uh, even with uh, Cam Sutton on the outside as well and, and Hayward up in the middle. Uh, but I just think, man, the Buffalo Bills, like I say, they're a team that's on a mission. I think they got some some blood left over from the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't play their best ball, but it's not about how you do it. It's about the end results, which is the win. So um, I think Buffalo Bills is going to hold it down. I think the Steelers right now, they're trying to figure out their way. But uh, give me Buffalo Bills. Chargers at Browns, both teams 2-2. Two and two. The Browns are back at home. I like the Chargers to get the road win again. 26-20, Justin Herbert bounced back a little bit. Of course, they played the Texans. They got ahead very early. Austin Eckler finally was able to find the end zone. Offensively, we'll see if they can get Keenan Allen back. He's been banged up with that hamstring. Mike Williams, though, has been able to step up a little bit more defensively. I know they're without Bosa, but they still have plenty of ammunition. Khalil Mack there with Derwin James. I like the Chargers to go into Cleveland and get a win by 6, 26-20. I know the Browns are always going to be a threat with Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the ground. So that Chargers run defense better show up. If not, they'll gash them. And that's where the Chargers have indeed struggled before. But I'll take Herbert to overcome those blemishes. And that's why I'm picking the Chargers here, 26-20. Yeah, I, w- I was rolling with you up to this point. I, I like Cleveland being home. Uh, I think they're, they're two wins. has been have been home as well. I think Chubb and those guys are coming off a disappointing loss to the Falcons. I think the defense as well. I think Miles Garrett get a chance to get out the quarterback a little bit, uh, uh, get his hands on, on um, Herbert coming off his thing. I think he's still kind of sore from the ribs. So I like Cleveland Browns here. I think they're going to do a good job of going back to what they're doing, which is running the ball against a team that is pass heavy on the ends uh, with Bosa as well as uh, Mack. So I think um, I think Cleveland, I know Cleveland will get back to the basics. They do a good job of when they get home and sticking to the basics. So give me Cleveland Browns here. Texans at the Jags. Houston, the only team in the NFL without a win as we 
start week five. The Jaguars played Philly very close. They were my upset pick of the week again for a second straight time, except this time they let me down. They couldn't hold that 14-0 lead that they built in Philly. They're back at home, JJ. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he had quite a bit of turnovers there in the raining conditions, but this is the game where I expect him to bounce back. I expect Jacksonville's defense to get after Davis Mills, who is really struggling this season. I think they win rather comfortably. Look for James Robinson and Travis Etienne to have a nice workload. 30-16, I think the Jags get it done. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Lawrence, he's going to be upset from the loss that they had most because they was up majority of that game. Houston Texans, I think they still trying to find their identity on offense. Uh, I, I had Pierce as being my top guy. He's still going to be my top guy. But I, I just know you can't do it all by yourself. The defenses, they have to get after the rush as well, get after the quarterback. Uh, they still trying to find their homes with the Lovey Smith offense. So I like. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Jacksonville, like Fourier in their defense and what they're doing, they're playing good solid ball, so give me Jacksonville as well. The Bears, 2-2 two and two at the Vikings, 3-1. and one. I don't think this will be relatively close, JJ. The Vikings continue to look good, rolling under Kevin O'Connell offensively. Justin Jefferson, he had two straight weeks where he was a little bit underwhelming, but make no mistake about it, O'Connell making adjustments on the fly, getting Jefferson open, Kirk Cousins is playing well. And you know, whenever Minnesota is at home, they are very tough to beat with that home crowd and home field advantage. The Bears right now, you just cannot trust that offense with Justin mm-hmm. Fields. The O-line has not been good. They really don't have a good selection of pass catchers either. Minnesota will win this one rather easily, JJ. 34-17. I think the Vikings, they come in. They just run up the score in the first half. Dalvin Cook, Alex Madison, look for them to continue to tear up that Bears defense who got torched by Saquon Barkley on Sunday. Yeah. So many, I think they win it big. 34-17, no competition with the Bears still reeling on offense. Yeah, uh, I think the Bears knew that going into the season. I knew that offense was going to be 
the question mark for him. We know the defense, Matt Eberflus, what he brings defensively, but he still have to score points in this um, in this league. Chicago uh, is lacking that with the guys outside as well as the run game and the O-line as well. They're putting a lot of pressure on a young quarterback that's still trying to feel, find his way up in Chicago. I like what Minnesota does. They have a lot of veteran presence over there. They get after the quarterback, divisional game. Minnesota Vikings bring it home as well. Lions 1-3 and three at the Patriots 1-3. and three. Now the Lions, if you haven't seen by now, J.J., lead the NFL in points per game. I mean, that offense and Jared Goff, and that's what I said. He was my player to not sleep on. Jared Goff has been really good this season. Even on Sunday, he was without Amaran St. Brown. He was without DeAndre Swift. The guy still put up 40 points. And Jared Goff, I mean, I think nobody can talk bad about him because he has been excellent considering the circumstances. And that whole offense in Detroit has just been functioning like a well-oiled machine. But it's been Aaron Glenn's defense, JJ, that has been catastrophically bad. And that's why they're 1-3. and And so now they take the road against the Patriots, a team that played Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to overtime. The defense in New England is still very stout. Matt Judon, of course, continues to be very active in the backfield. And so this one, I had a very tough decision picking a winner. And I'm not sure who will be starting for New England. I don't know if Hoyer will be cleared. Maybe it's Zappy again. Maybe Mac Jones, which I think is a long shot. But regardless of that, I saw enough from New England, especially on the ground with Ramondre Stevenson being efficient on the ground for me to pick them to win this game. And so I'm going to give the Patriots a 21-20 win over the Lions, who are still very much banged up on offense, and that defense is just not playing good football. So I'll roll with New England here. I got you. Uh, yeah, Aaron Glenn's defense, they they, they they can't stop a nosebleed right now as far as points. Uh, but I still think they're a good team, good defensive front. I think they just got to have uh, missing a key few pieces here as far as veteran presence and doing different things. Cornerback uh, positions, they are good one game, off one game. But I like the Lions and what they do. I think the Patriots going to have a hard time keeping up with the firepower that Jared Goff is doing. They're doing a lot of great things over there. Uh, with Detroit. So give me Detroit here to go into New England and upset them. Seahawks, Geno Smith. How about Geno Smith, man? Putting together a masterclass on Sunday. They're 2-2. Two two, taking on the Saints, who are 1-3. JJ, New Orleans team. That's another team that I think we all expected to be a little bit better after a month of the season. But of course, injuries. Another team that has been decimated by them. Jameis Winston did not play because of those four back fractures. Kamara was inactive with a ribs injury. Michael Thomas, their number one receiver, was out with an ankle Um, Andy Dalton did start and so he played rather well on Sunday and so if Winston for some reason is ruled out again it'll be Andy Dalton to take QB1 at home against the Seahawks JJ despite Seattle I think they're obviously overachieving right now a lot of people didn't (laughs) expect Seattle to be two and two after four weeks I'll still take New Orleans to win this game just because I think that defense in Cam Jordan and Demario Davis and Marshawn Lattimore and the Honey Badger, I don't think they're going to let the Seahawks and Geno Smith go into their house and get a win, especially knowing that the urgency is very high now. The pressure is yeah. on. They know Tampa. They know Atlanta is 2-2. Two and two. They have to win this game at home. I think they do. 24-19, New Orleans comes out on top. 
Yeah, I agree with you as well. Even though uh, Geno Smith has been very, very impressive, I want to say he's in the top five at QBR right now and doing the things he's doing at completion rates as well. Uh, to go into Detroit and put up 49 points like they did, that says a lot about what Geno Smith and that offense are doing. But I think the defense of the Saints and the Saints being home and feeding off the home crowd, I think it's going to be a little too much for them. I think the defense feel that sense of urgency, that even though they know they're wounded on the offensive side of the ball, they have a lot of players on defense that can actually take over the game, and that's why I'm picking New Orleans Saints. All right, here we go. Next matchup, Miami and the New York Jets. The Dolphins 3-1 suffered their first loss against the Bengals. Jets 2-2. Two two. two has already been ruled out with concussion, so it'll be Teddy Bridgewater to start, according to head coach Mike McDaniel. JJ, I like the Jets here, man. Yeah. I know the Dolphins are tough. I know defensively, Xavier Howard, Christian Wilkins, those guys can play, but... Robert Salah and his players, uh-huh. they're showing some life in New York, man. And after that big win on Sunday, they're riding the mojo. Zach Wilson's got a game under his belt. Give me the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 26-24. I think they upset the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater in that quarterback, the defensive front led by Carl Lawson gets to him, creates havoc, and then they rely on their rookie running back, Brees Hall, to carry the rock. The Jets get it done on Sunday. Yeah, I'm rolling with the green machine as well, man. They're playing some great football, complimentary football. I like what they're doing. We all know Robert Salah and what he does and brings on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, even with Ebert, uh, Jeff Ebert as the defensive coordinator. I like what they're doing. Whitehead, Joyner on the back end, playing good ball. We all know what Sauce Garner could bring. And I just think the Miami defense, they are a team right now that's full of emotions. I think the tour situation is, is bringing a highlight to them. I think it's, like I say, he is the heartbeat of that offense. And I still think they're getting over the fact that he's going down and what they're um, going through far as just off the field things far as uh, um, just for us, the injuries and stuff like that. So I still think I like what Taylor Bridgewater do. He's a guy that can fill in and do play good ball. He's home in his home team, but I just think it's just emotional a lot right now going on with the Dolphins. And that's why I like the green machines up at the Jets. Falcons at Bucks, the battle for first place in the NFC South. The winner will take the lead in the division. JJ, I talked a lot about the Falcons. I like what they got brewing there. Obviously, it's a big blow with Corderell Patterson going on injured reserve. He is their do-it-all back. But I like Tampa at home. They'll bounce back after getting humiliated at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is an opportunity for Tampa and Tom Brady in that offense. Mike Evans is now back, and he showed what he can do when he's fully healthy, and that connection is at the top. But most importantly, JJ, Todd Bowles in that defense in Tampa were not happy with how they played against Kansas City. This is an opportunity for them to anchor down and put together another dominant performance at home. I think they get it done 31-17. Gimme Tom Brady and the Bucks here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a, a come-out game for Julio. I think that's something he's probably circled on his calendar to get back at a chance to play against the Falcons or release them and um, let them go uh, two years ago. So I think this is a breakout game for him. He's been mighty quiet as well. 
I knew he was kind of banged up and different stuff like that. I don't want to highlight one player, but hey, this guy here is a guy that did a lot of great things for the Falcons. I like what the Falcons is doing defensively. They are coming into their own with Dan Pease, that defense. I like what Arthur Smith doing on the offensive side of the ball, going back to hard-nosed football, because at the end of the day, running the ball is how you win games in this league. But we all know how tall Bowles is. We all know how great the goat is, Tom Brady, at responding. I don't think they're going to let the uh, the Falcons come in here and, and take a way a W for them. So I like Tom Brady. I like Julio Jones. I like Tarbo defense to bounce back this week as well. Give me Tampa Bay. Titans 2-2 two two at the Commanders 1-3. JJ, I'm going to be real short here. I think Tennessee gets it done, but it'll be close. 23-20. I think Derrick Henry puts together another efficient game on the ground, but this is a game for Simmons and for Bud Dupree to get after Carson Wentz. He is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL right now. 17 sacks. All right, and Tennessee, I think their front seven, you know Mike Vrabel will have his defensive front seven ready to go. Part of me believes the commanders could maybe pull off the upset here because when Carson Wentz has had some time, you know, he's been able to dice up defenses, but with his stellar rookie receiver, Jahan Dotson, likely out a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. That's another weapon he's not going to have at his disposal. Tennessee, I think, is able to control the time of possession. Tennessee wins this one by a field goal, 23-20. Yeah, I'm going to stay short and brief, man. King Henry all day. I think he's getting into his own. He's finding the rhythm. The offensive line is doing a great job of holding up. Tannehill is playing smart ball, not turning the ball over, digging the dunk to his guys, his key guys, tight end, uh, Austin Hooper, all those guys as well. Give me King Henry. He'll run away with the W here in, in, um, in Washington. 49ers, 2-2, two and two, traveling to take on the 1-3 and three Panthers, and the sky is falling in Carolina. JJ, they want Matt Rule fired. Baker Mayfield has not played very well, and that is exactly why I'm going to go with the Niners here. 27-17, that Niners defense will suffocate Baker Mayfield on Sunday. I think things will go from bad to worse for Carolina's offense. San Francisco, they'll just continue to use that DNA, that philosophy, run first. Jeff Wilson looked really sharp on yep. Monday Night Football. That offensive line, even without Trent Williams, they still played very well. George Kittle getting involved a little bit in the block game. And then Debo Samuel. I mean, the guy is just an absolute monster with the ball in space. San Francisco will win by 10. Carolina, and unfortunately, J.J., Matt Rule may be in his final days as Carolina's head coach. Yeah, I agree with you for all the reasons that you pointed out from Debo Samuels to the running back Wilson, as well as Garoppolo playing good sound football. Kittle's getting back into the groove as well. Uh, the defense, DeMarco Ryan's, he's doing a great job. Or if he's doing a good job of balancing in between zone and blitzing, like I say, T. Hufonga's playing lights out back there in the secondary. Um, I think it's just like you say, it's too much for the Panthers. Um, I think they got a lot going on. They're trying to figure out their way as well as, you know, like you say, the last days of Matt Rule. So give me San Fran as well. Here we go. Eagles 4-0 at the 2-2 Cardinals. Now, you and I, JJ, I was texting you just saying, man, I don't understand how Arizona looks so bad because they did get off to a slow start against Carolina. Kyler Murray just hasn't really been efficient as we're used to seeing him, you know, being a dynamic quarterback, scoring points in bunches. But Arizona hasn't necessarily 
come out of the gates looking very sharp. Now, they did put it together in the second half. They ended up pulling away there in Carolina. They're hosting a Philly team that is firing on both sides of the football. Jalen Hurts playing some good football defensively. That front seven. Brandon Graham finding the fountain of youth. And then Fletcher Cox. This will be a tough game for Arizona, especially DeAndre Hopkins is still serving that six-game suspension. But J.J., you know what, man? I got to give my upset pick of the week right here, man. I'm going to go with the Birds, but not the Eagles. I'm going with the Cardinals here. (laughs) 38-34. This is a game, and this is a moment. If you're Cliff Kingsbury and if you're Kyler Murray, you know a lot of people have been talking about your franchise, how they've both been underwhelming, how they are not gelling together. If there was ever a time that they wanted to silence the critics and silence the haters, this is the week to show up and perform on a big stage. Arizona, for those reasons, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice here, JJ. You know it's hard to stay unbeaten in the NFL. Arizona at home with J.J. Watt finally playing some good football. Zach Allen, his counterpart, also being disruptive. This is a game Arizona, I believe, steals with a Buda Baker interception on Jalen Hurts. 38-34, Arizona. They go crazy in the desert. Well, I'm going to go with you, man. I hope you're right here. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to roll the gamma with you. I'm going to put my coins and my tokens on you as well. I think AZ is due for a big game and a big come out as well as to show the statement that they have to show. I think they had the DNA on the defensive side of the ball with Buda Baker back then in the secondary leading the way with uh, Murphy as well as J.J. White as well coming off Isaiah Simmons as well. I think those guys are have the DNA to take what it takes to upset a great team. I think Philly's uh, riding the wave a little bit. And like I say, it's hard enough for me to give them the win last week. But I think it's time for the birds to do it. And this time it's the opposite of the Eagles. I'm going AZ as well. Cowboys at Rams. Dallas 3-1. Cooper Rush 4-0 as a starter. Looking to go 5-0 as Dak Prescott is considered unlikely to be ready on Sunday. So it's going to be Cooper Rush, rush hour as they say yet again. The Rams 2-2 coming off a pretty awful performance against the San Francisco 49ers where Stafford were sacked seven times by the Niners. And get this, J.J., Stafford is the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He's been sacked 16 times. Okay, so an offensive line in L.A. that has been very unstable. That retirement of Andrew Whitworth has been very difficult for the Rams to overcome. They're shifting offensive linemen all over the place. They're dealing with injuries as well. And so initially, I'm not going to lie. I had the Rams winning this game because I said, man, it's going to be tough. Mm. The Rams, they'll be at home. That defense with Donald and Ramsey suffocating Stafford and Cup. But after seeing them last night, JJ, I changed my pick to the Dallas Cowboys because I think Dallas can go in there. They'll continue playing that effective, efficient offense with Cooper Rush. If he can continue to hit those throws down the field to CeeDee Lamb, now gallops back. He got a touchdown. Defensively, the Cowboys' defense has been one of the best in the NFL. Stafford doesn't have protection. He doesn't even look crisp throwing the ball. Maybe that elbow injury is starting to affect him a little bit. So I'm going to go Dallas instead. 23-20. This will be another nail-biter, I get the sense. As long as Dallas can somehow limit Aaron Donald and don't let him take over the game, 
I think Dallas has a good shot to win this one. So 23-20, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, you scared me for a minute. I thought you was going with the Rams. I was like, oh, my God, out of all people. Nah, bro, you know I couldn't. You know I couldn't, man. (laughs) Right, right, man. But I'm just talking about the Rams a little bit, man. Their defense right now is kind of disappointing me. Um, they, they, they was just poor tackling last night against the 49ers. My hats is off to the 49ers. No disrespect to them and no disrespect to the Rams as well. I know Raheem Morris is a great defense coordinator. Um, I'm going to have to call him and tell him, hey, he might need to plug me in like he did with Eric Weldon to kind of help stop some of that run and different things as well. But like I say, man, how about them Cowboys? Dallas is playing good football. Their defense is playing lights out. I think Parsons, I think Tank, I think uh, Donovan Wilson on the back end, as well as Diggs on the outside, they're just playing good ball, man. And like I say, the Rams' offensive line right now is really, really struggling. Uh, I don't think they have any outside of DNA, outside of Cup, as well as Higby. So um, I just don't know, man. The Rams have, have just looked bad. The running game is not as it used to be. We all know that uh, Sean McVay is a great guy when it comes to play action and making things off of the run. I think they just got to get Allen Robinson going. As soon as they get Allen Robinson going, that's a team to be on the lookout for uh, uh, in the future. But as of right now, man, Dallas is just playing great ball. Cooper Rush is playing sound football as well. He's finding his key pieces in Noah Brown. He's finding C.D. Lamb. Uh, the two running backs, they're doing a good job of bouncing off each other. Give me Dallas Cowboys as well. How about them Cowboys? I think it'll be a, a good game and one Dallas can hopefully pull out. We'll see how that turns out. But the final two games of week number five here, Sunday Night Football, which I expect to be a great one. The Bengals 2-2, two and two, Ravens 2-2. Two and two. And the Ravens have let me down, JJ, back-to-back weeks. I mean, I picked them to win. They blew that massive lead to the Dolphins, in which I chose Baltimore to win that one. And then they blow a 20-3 lead to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. And so this is just the Ravens team. And I'm not even a fan of the Ravens. I'm even frustrated to see, like, man, what's going on? I mean, they're jumping on these teams early, and then they can't handle the second-half advantage, and they're squandering it. And so it just doesn't necessarily sit well with me and for sure the Ravens fans I mean John Harbaugh had that questionable decision to pass up that field goal go for it on fourth down they end up losing to Buffalo so despite all that though I'm still gonna go with them again man something about this Baltimore team they've proven it JJ they're showing what they're capable of I mean getting ahead big points against good teams at home it's just about finishing it off in the second half The Bengals, though, I did have them beating the Dolphins. They did. Joe Burrow is on the come up. The offense looks a little bit more synchronized. This is why I expect it to be very close. But I'll take Baltimore here, 34-30 in a high-scoring affair. Lamar Jackson continues to be a cheat code. It's almost like he's playing Madden out there. It's very easy for him. J.K. Dobbins looks good coming off that ACL. Baltimore, I think they're able to rally behind that home crowd. They get the win in primetime. Yeah, uh, Baltimore, as I, like I say, man, they're a team that I had a lot of high stakes for as well, especially with the defense that they got, uh, as well as the, the safety, the Kyle Hamilton, and um, and what he's doing complimentary to Williams and the other pieces is Marcus Peters. But to see Marcus Peters and, and the hardball kind of, you know, get into the argument on the sidelines showed me that somewhere in that defensive on that uh, structure there is not on the same page. And I think, you know, with with the team, the Joe Burrow that's coming off two losses, not coming off of two losses, but having two L's that they should have maybe one. So maybe I saw I thought they should have been more three and one. But I like the Bengals to go ahead and take care of business. I think Baltimore after this game is get back on the hot street. Lamar Jackson get back on the hot street, but just not on on out of this Sunday night football game. Give me Cincinnati Bengals to take it take it away here. 
All right, it should be a good one now to close things out. It'll be Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs who looked invincible against Tampa Bay. That offense, yeah, it's safe to say, JJ, they're not missing Tyreek Hill because uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes is able to utilize a bevy of weapons. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming up, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scandling, Travis Kelsey. I mean, this goes on and on. He's looking sharp defensively, young unit. Um, Steve Spagnolo is starting to dial up the pressure. They're starting to bring things together, getting healthier on that side of the ball. Bottom line here, JJ, while I like the talent the Raiders have, and I do think they do have the personnel to go up there and get an upset win, but Kansas City right now, they're just rolling on a different level. And for those reasons, 37-27, I think they win by 10 over the Raiders. It's just Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, that connection, and then yeah. defensively, Chris Jones, Frank Clark coming off the edge. And then how about the rookie, George Karloftis, showing some things as well. So give me Kansas City to win this one at home. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like I was telling uh, my family and friends the other day, I haven't seen the connection between a quarterback and the tight end like Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, arguably since I was in Dallas with Tony Romo and Jason Witten, those guys was on the same page day in and day out, every Sunday, every Monday. Every Saturday at practice, Monday through Thursday as well. And those guys, when you got a tight end connection like that and the running game that they have up in KC, I think this is going to be a breakout game uh, for my fellow alumni, Jerry McKinnon. He's due for a big game coming out of the backfield, changing up pace, giving the uh, defense mismatches out wide as well as in the slide and in the screen game as well. So I'm with you. I like what they're doing, Mahomes. I think he he's on a roll right now. He's an MVP caliber type of season. Kelsey's playing lights out. Uh, I think it's just too much for the Raiders as they try to figure it out themselves in the conference game. Give me KC as well. Well, there you have it, our week five picks in the books. And now time will tell how accurate we are. And I'm certainly hoping to improve that 8-8 eight eight record from week number four. But, JJ, always a pleasure, brother, talking about these players and what we can expect on Sundays. And, again, we should have, hopefully, a good game on Thursday night. Broncos and Colts, we'll see which team can kind of get back on track there. I'm looking forward to next week. We'll break down all the matchups. We'll recap some top storylines, as we always do. But thanks again for your time. Absolutely, man. You know it's always a pleasure and an honor. And I, and I, I got a, I got a good feeling for my week this week. I've been falling off a little bit on the 500, but I like what I like with this week. I'm thinking I'm going to go 10-4 this week. I'm calling it now. But much blessings to you, brother, and uh, and uh, blessings to the rest of the great week. Same to you, brother. Take care and God bless. All right. Mutual. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.